0: back <laughs> everybody <laughs> uh, Welcome back. good to see you <laughs> oh, we're doing we're
1: doing we carrying that on into book uh, three you
0: yeah. know maybe this maybe just this once we'll see, we'll see. man i don't ever Old know how, how to, to do watch. this until i'm um, counting to 10 after we do our claps like i really i have no clue ever how the story what, of my life we we're do. doing it live <laughs> yeah we're doing, we're doing it live live and let fly there we go there we go all right
1: can't believe we haven't made that joke already. I'm not For laughing. real, For real, I'm thinking like, no, nah, is this,
2: this going to be a season three thing? I wonder if we've
1: been like subconsciously <laughs> avoiding,
3: avoiding Live and Let Fly because people are going to be like, oh, yeah, you are do a live show with it.
2: Uh, no, definitely. W- it's
3: not going to ruin it, yeah, no, I was thinking that until you
1: said it. Everyone was thinking that. I promise
0: you. Listen, no. I'll go ahead and tell you. It's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna happen. I'm not gonna so, do it. So we can I just know. use "live and let fly," okay? Because it's just I'm not gonna really happen. We want to, but it will be a misnomer because you know it's pre-recorded every it's time. It's like a
2: dwarf speed; it'll never change. I looked in the feet uh, I looked into the fleet this morning, and I was just, like, "Oh shit! I can't change it."
0: Dude, that's, yeah. that's insanity, man. I you know, you like know how feet. you change change it? Is you <laughs> cut Don't off dwarf?
1: No, you cut <laughs> off <laughs> your legs and get some augmentations. Yes, you that's add what the you spider, spider do. That's legs.
0: Yep, if you if you. If you want to do that, <laughs>
1: Josh, I will. I will <laughs> house rule it, man. Spider because dwarf. I. I don't I even find think you the have idea. to house rule it. I think that I that would—that's like yeah. a legit workaround. Just,
3: to be able to get you that are extra speed. Physical not, form. I imagine like. it being like human-sized legs with a dwarf body.
4: <laughs> well,
3: let's go get ahead and cancel reach? it now. Let's wrap
2: this up because I'm going to do my level up next time. Then uh, I'm not going to do it this time because these are all
0: like all y'all just keep cooking, all right? Yeah, just keep, just keep <laughs> on cooking. Yeah, no, I mean I, I will allow that if you really want to. You want to get chrome the fuck up, you know? Wait, hey, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, Time to
2: chrome like my dwarf. Go see a, a ripper, man. <laughs> man. Uh,
5: it it doesn't. It, it wouldn't increase your uh, you your movement speed. It would give you that twenty five feet <laughs> as a climb speed. <laughs> That's all it would do. Yeah. Uh, Stay the same speed, but you could climb, bro.
1: <laughs> so I just I just read slow and steady, or slow but steady. And I guess you've been wearing heavy armor, so you haven't been playing this wrong. But that's Correct. only if you're wearing heavy armor yeah. is, Cor- your, is your speed limited. Only that or if you're encumbered, but
2: No, yeah, yeah. But it's also says I mean, so basically if I was wearing light or no armor, mm-hmm. I could grab fleet. You know, and that would improve that would uh uh uh, change it. Uh, okay, so it's not like a permanent, always. dwarves no, it's only not. Can move I, I had to double check okay. and look at it, but yeah, yeah, I could get fleet, but I'm uh, wearing heavy armor right now, which I need to change.
0: okay. I th- See, I thought it was like uh, regardless of what armor you wore, your speed could never increase beyond twenty feet. I think that's what the text says. See, that's something what I about thought, too. That's your speed could never increase beyond twenty feet. It never says that.
1: It's yeah, so, it does exactly. No, it says dwarves have a land speed of 20 feet which is never modified when they are encumbered or wearing heavy armor.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. is, is never modified is the is the important part of that text that I was referencing. I, even though no, I wasn't I would using say the exact terminology. The important, terminology, important, the
1: important part. part of the text is when they that. are encumbered or wearing heavy armor. <laughs> it's that qualifier. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: that is the that is the uh, the hangup. Yeah. You know, you know how yeah. I messaged you
2: earlier, Zach, about mm-hmm. an interpretation of a text. That's yes. what it was about.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, we could. <laughs> We could have resolved that, but he, but John was like, Can I ask you your opinion about the interpretation of a, of, a, of a rule? And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, never mind, answer it myself. I was like, too easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Comment
4: that I when you got a heart, one, bro. <laughs>
0: right, yeah, exactly. Right, right, Give me something right. difficult next time. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no stress in here, man. I was ready to roll. Uh <laughs> Uh, what's been up, guys? Y'all have a good uh, Halloween? Did you do anything for Halloween? I didn't.
1: I didn't do anything for Halloween Day. No,
3: I uh went to went to a friend's house and watched uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil.
4: Oh, fun. nice! I've I seen
3: it a number of times, but I absolutely love it.
4: It's always um, nice. it's always good for a rewatch. Yeah. yeah, it was
3: his wife and my girlfriend's first time seeing it, so it was fun to watch vicariously through them. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time.
0: Did y'all ever watch what? the Ernest Scared Stupid movie? Oh, definitely. Movie? It, it honestly movie. felt
3: like that at times. Like, this is like the that's, third or fourth time Tur- I've seen it. That's
0: what Tucker and Dale reminds me of. Yeah.
4: Okay, so fun fact about that. I haven't actually seen Ernest Scared Stupid, but I found out recently, because I watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Hi. Also Another great. Another
1: classic. Yes. They
4: use some of the clown masks from Killer Clowns. They in, remodeled in them Ernest. for yeah, that stupid. as a troll Masks, I guess, mm-hmm. I think hmm. That's cool. so yeah. Yeah. Nah nah
2: nah. <laughs> 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 I watched have the things one and two. So
5: have you oh. guys seen how John Cena has been slowly evolving into Ernest? No. no. The older he's gotten, <laughs> he looks, he looks more, more, like and more like Ernest. Yeah.
2: yeah oh no.
4: <laughs> I I was really thinking about doing like a joke about no, no one can see him. But I didn't until now. You know now. what?
0: You know what I found out the other day. <laughs> this is vaguely Halloween related, since it pertains to monsters and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who was th- uh, the fish man in both um, Hellboy and Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Okay, both his name is Doug Jones. Doug Jones it's is, awesome. is also Baron Afanyas in What We Do in the Shadows. Dude, oh really? <laughs> Nice.
4: Hmm. Uh, Doug Jones that, that, that is amazing. Dude is I like love him. Yeah.
2: always in costume design. Like, you, I mean, yeah. like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never in Yeah.
4: Character, creature, actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He's in so like much Tim stuff.
0: Curry, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, f- I think he's fucking hilarious as yeah. Baron Afanassy yes, and what we do in the shadows, which you would know, John, if you oh, watched what? what we do in the shadows, because there's no reason you wouldn't like it, regardless of what your preconceptions are at present. Oh.
4: Oh damn! Coming in hot.
1: No, dude, that's just his I normal I that's that's baseline. A, that's I just a normal voice. No, no, I'm not the
0: baseline, no, dude. You're, you're the one that's
1: <laughs> you're, you're too sensitive. Little, you're, you're the one that's <laughs> too sensitive yeah. right yeah. to his yeah. to his yeah. N- yeah. totally normal tone.
2: Yeah, we have to get HR about this. Where's the lie? <laughs> though? I can't like what what it. was in
0: what it. was factually incorrect? Would John not love What We Do in the Shadows if he actually gave it a legit chance?
1: That I don't know what John change. would like so. anymore. I give up. I don't even know. Yeah. Good. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Good. When you, when you, John, you did it. You became inscrutable to one of your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed
5: it. Uh, I, nah, nah, I, I just got to
2: give it a shot. I just don't. I don't put effort into shows, really. I guess I don't know. I don't. I, I can't yeah, give you do. a reason. That's that's. Yeah, you such do. a
1: fucking
5: lie. <laughs> hey, <it> was, <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. You've been messaging for days about watching Pluto. Get out of here. It's just, just.
1: Okay, we got to do everything. <laughs> you put yourself in this hole, John. You do not get. We board. are
5: literally watching a show together right now. <laughs> no, we're not. No,
2: we're not. We're not. T- we're not watching it together. Not, oh, we're not, not literally write this set. yeah. No, we, we, no. we are talking about
4: it. What were you gonna say? You're Heath, putting about some effort Jones? in it.
5: Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that he was the pale man in Pan's Labyrinth, yes, <laughs> yes. The yes, creepiest thing is. in so Pan's
4: I'm pretty sure
0: Del Toro if, just uses him for
4: if for you, for you all see weird stuff, like, like yeah. a, a character actor, Isn't that he also does he Some really interesting, yes, uh, interesting like body movement, like that's probably him, or they probably learned, yeah, or Andy Sarkis. Or they probably learned from those two. Mm. Like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's
2: their hero. One of, one of mm-hmm. those guys. That's the Ministry hero. of Silly Body Movement, you know? So,
4: Doug Jones is also in Mystery Men for about two seconds. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's Pencil
5: Man. Of
1: course he is. <laughs>
5: of course yeah, he is. <laughs> is. That's,
2: of course.
5: Oh Sorry, these was, are just was, things I know. <laughs> he was Billy Butcherson in Hocus Pocus, the zombie dude.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, I I, would, I I bet he's the Slender Man for the Slender movie, you know? I mean,
4: I'm
0: saying I bet he is.
4: That would track. Yeah, sure. I'm into right. it. I hell I'd want you.
0: I think it's wild that you were like, oh, yeah, Doug Jones. Of course. Of course. Like, I didn't. I had never heard this dude's name. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like,
5: he's that good of an actor.
0: <laughs> I just I just had it. You know, I mean, obviously, I've seen him in multiple things. But <laughs> it, it, when you're in. The kind of makeup that he gets in, yeah, yeah, it's not exactly that it, he's like he's you not don't recognizable, his face. you know, yeah, yeah. Don't right, right.
4: recognize him, you recognize his movements. He yeah.
5: was the fawn too. Yeah, yes, yeah. was, he was everybody in that movie. <laughs> <Maybe> he's <laughs> the character actor, like that's is
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. like him. I'd say it's
3: more creature actor than character.
4: Yeah, creature actor, yeah, creature yeah. Actor, yeah. For For real.
5: Real. humanoid yeah. creature actor. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Apparently, he's, he's prolific.
5: Mm -hmm. Yes, he's Mm -hmm. he's also the silver surfer in one of the many terrible Fantastic Four (laughs) (laughs) movies is is there a good
0: one? no there's not a good one there's never
5: been a good Fantastic Four movie I wonder
0: why can they not do Fantastic Four? I
5: think I have theories on this and it's because I think the the time has has passed Like I just think Mm, Fantastic Four is like old, too old-fashioned and cheesy. Yeah, it comes Mm. off as too campy. Even in a world saturated with superheroes, it's like, oh, that's your your granddad shit, you know.
4: So could we? Could somebody take it and kind of like Evil Dead it, like? super campify like Guillermo del Toro
5: <laughs> yeah, wow, okay I, I would bring back, would, back would, Doug Jones you know bring back <laughs> Doug Jones you know? he'll <laughs> <laughs> play everyone. Yeah, they'll put. play everyone Doug <laughs> Jones as <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Fantastic Four
5: yeah they'll be like it's like the nutty professor <laughs> yeah. but with the Fantastic Four
1: Doug so,
4: Jones in and as I, the Fantastic Four I would <laughs>
3: hazard to say that they already have i watched that fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> they already have redone the Fantastic Four and called it The Incredibles.
2: Oh. You know what? For real, that absolutely, Josh. Oh, and well. made it
5: and made it a children's comedy movie to I mean, make, make it more though. relatable. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not saying that. they're not good. The Incredibles are awesome, yeah. but it's like you're not trying to go and watch like have you know teenagers and adults go watch The Incredibles. It's a children's market, Yeah. Mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm.
4: Everything, well, is children when about we hit it except. big
0: and we get the live action adaptation of uh, both APA and Live Up Let Fly, mm. uh, we'll get Doug Jones to do a lot of our mocap work. For oh, fantastic. For I don't think
4: you understand uh, how much I, for I want sure. that. Yeah, he's gonna be half
2: red. So, yeah. here's,
3: here's the thing he doesn't necessarily, <laughs> That's bit like, part. from, That's from what I can tell, he doesn't really do mocap, it's like it's all prosthetics, he's in he's there. Yeah. the costume. Mm-hmm
4: He's right. Yeah, so in so saying there. mocap kind of
3: undersells what okay. he does. All right, I well,
4: say Andy Circus is more mocap. Well, yeah. we cap we'll get Andy Circus for the
0: mocap, and we'll get Doug Jones for the for, for the, the for those suits. Suit. Wow. Okay, wow, I'm so good? excited. Am pretty good with that. Excited. Is, that, su- is yeah. that sufficient for everyone? Yep.
3: Yes. Okay. So so he would play <laughs> <guess he's> a- <laughs> Roland Gadrick and Tia for sure. He'd mm. have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: anyway I, th- I think we're not supposed to discuss uh, oh r- yeah isn't that the thing <laughs> isn't that some bullshit thing yeah, now it's, or it it's is like, some
1: bullshit
5: thing but
0: yeah. yeah okay yeah.
5: We're not supposed to du- discuss Doug Jones? No, no we're not we're supposed, supposed to, to, claim, to that an
0: actor's claim an actor's people. likeness for your... Oh, daughter. well, I'm That's not claiming We're thing.
5: saying if this theoretical project ever happened... It would be neat. It would be an ideal casting. And yes. on top of that, you're not claiming
3: his likeness at all. Because look at yeah. all the characters he's played.
5: <laughs> he don't look like nobody, and he looks like everybody. <laughs> he looks <laughs> <what> he <laughs> looks like Honestly, I have no clue. I, I think in this I think, case... I think, I think Doug Jones be, should be unsuable.
0: all right anyway so we may or may not get someone who may or may not be named doug jones no relation to the real actor doug jones to to do a live action work in the in the live action uh little nutfly there you go
4: that's a solid plan i like it
0: (laughs) Have, have, is that right, enough legal to deniability, you, uh-huh. Adam yep. is that
1: sufficient I, I, yeah I, it's fine okay <laughs>
0: uh-huh. okay all right so uh what happened last time on living Let fly guys uh, it's been a hot minute since we played I sort of forgot nothing nothing okay. <laughs> we, no, no. We're, we, got we were making paid. a
4: delivery Mm. We were making a delivery of chocolates something and something went wrong. Y'all are a very heart planet. Yeah.
0: We
2: got
3: paid. That's fine. all that matters. Yep. We, yeah. Got yeah. Okay. we got
2: paid. We got paid $100,000 or credits.
0: All right. It, well, I'm actually, actually going
1: to take it away. We got kicked out of the party. <laughs> 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 we, yeah. We got kicked out of the Vesperian. Mm-hmm. They didn't like us. Mm-hmm.
5: Man, I'm still over here just imagining Doug Jones like a Pokemon. <laughs> Doug, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones? <laughs> Duh
0: Doug Okay. Jones. So <laughs> you are on the independence, okay? You have been requested to leave Tranquility Airspace now. Okay? <laughs> now. We'll get out of here. Yep. So you're you get on the ship, you fire it up. I am very <laughs> curious. Because your characters. We're not given a chance to speak, okay? Uh, the, the, the cigar smoking vest made it very clear that he did not need your input on anything that he had to say. So I am very, very, very exceedingly curious what the sort of, like, hot wash or the, uh, you know, the debrief looks like on the bridge of the Independence right now.
5: Is that a popular term?
4: Yeah, I was like, a is that wash? like hot wash? Is that yeah, 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 yeah. is that a thing?
5: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'm, it's, I'm yeah. just unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, we so, use it like a horse bath to me. We <laughs> no, we use a hot
0: wash. What we, and when we conduct exercises at work, right? You know, as in like a full scale, you know, drill sort of thing, right? Simulated scenario. Uh, the hot wash. It's after actions. It's after action. It's the go. immediate there after action. It's not like yeah. it's not like uh, we've formed. we've written down all of our, our notes and presented this in this nice format. It's just like, okay, exercise is over. Evaluators, yeah. you know, what did you think? Players, what did you think? Prior to listening, You know, yeah. controllers, what did oh. you think? And mm. and so that's what we call a hot wash. So that's okay. that's why I use the term because this is immediately after this thing happened. So I think it's a verity. Very fitting term. Anyway, we're on the bridge of the independence. Uh,
2: hey, what is you know, right you know. Can you, you believe that we, we, we fucking survived, y'all?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yes, uh, yes, yes, we did. It was that was something to be well, sure.
4: Something? Well, something. We, uh, that big scaly fucking bastard over small, there well, just now well, hey,
1: easy. I don't know if we're supposed to talk
2: about that.
4: Also, like, he may can well, who's still Who's going to fucking you? believe uh, us?
2: Who's going to believe us, Getty?
4: Can I, you believe it? I, I can't
0: I, fucking believe it. I mean, it. not right now. No,
1: We're we on our ship, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. you are yeah. on yeah. your ship. Yeah. For yeah.
0: clarification's sake, you can certainly discuss the events that have just occurred <laughs> amongst I, yourselves.
3: I know that. Kadrick okay. is not too sure how he feels about sure.
0: okay. talking yes. about say it. Your piece. Say your man. Say your peace. Yeah.
3: I already did.
4: <laughs> Morgan is kind of like looking around the bridge and just kind of like they have no real technical prowess they don't know computers but also just kind of like looking around like maybe seeing if there's bugs and <laughs> like it's like who's to say what D9 um has done to keep an eye on us.
5: I feel like uh, that's supposed to mean.
2: Yeah, I feel like uh, more uh, Vincent would have picked up on Morgan's kind of like looking around and everything and just kind of like, his skin just goes ashen gray for a second. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, like uh, there's fucking bugs. It was, oh, there's fucking bugs. I mean, oh, oh there's
1: fucking bugs. Everybody, <laughs> everybody <laughs> calm, calm down. It's they, the, sensitive. Yes, the this, uh, the. This, this, that, that vest, that vest. Oh my god! It's yeah, like we have to be able to talk about bugs okay. in that way. don't <laughs> <Right, right>. um, <laughs> have to do a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody, just just calm down a minute. That 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 Veska out there did tell us that we can't speak of this to anyone, but we can certainly speak among ourselves. This is our ship, after all. I do think that a sweep for bugs is good, although we did do that not too long ago. Uh, I suppose it's always good to do another check, but how are all of you? We can't just pretend like this this didn't happen, and I'm not going to be cowed in honor on our own ship,
2: right? So that's the next action, then, Captain.
1: Well, I uh, think that we should leave. <laughs> This star space as soon as we can. Already on it, and Gadrick is in the
3: process. As you were speaking, was getting in the process of getting in the pilot seat and getting re- like leaving. You know, turn doing, the ignition, press everything. The gas just, pedal. just going and looking for a destination. Just take
1: go. us to orbit right now, so we're at least <laughs> outside of the tranquility airspace. Yeah, I, I we'll, we'll need to. For, <laughs> yeah. we'll need to compose a message to Torika at some point and perhaps with our newfound funds we might be interested in gearing up while we can Uh, I don't know where we're going next and I would like some time to think of that but for now I want all of you to take a breath and take a beat and process what has just happened to us and to our friends so to go ahead and take us out of airspace so we don't get shot up by whoever these Vesk are um did we get our friends out, or they said they were going to take care of their friends, right? They, yeah, yeah, they have
0: to be uh, deprogrammed right, first. Right,
1: So they got that. Yeah. So we're out. We're out yeah. like show
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about the Winterborne crew? Do we see them take off, too? Uh,
0: they will be a few minutes behind you because, you know, as you heard, he uh, wanted to discuss with them. Uh, you know, he wanted to get to the bottom of what's going on with... Um, uh, Agavanna.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so uh, Gadrick, hold our position just until we can be sure that the Winterborn is cleared as well. Um, yep, hold them to- and I'm, I'm going to track and put them up on that screen for you. Alright, let's all just retire to the galley and, and just collect our breaths and, and regroup. Yes? I-
4: yes, Captain, yes.
0: Yeah, as y'all start to make your way to the galley, um, I'm curious. Like, you know, beyond, I'm sure there's a certain amount that you're willing to share with each other, but just what's going through your heads internally, you know, individually, right? Like, we'll start with you, Cap. What, what, what did you think about? Well, uh, I mean, where's Captain's head at right now?
1: I mean, it's swimming, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is still all pretty.
0: It's just happened. Just
1: happened, right? yeah. yeah. So no I think I think the at first and foremost is for for Roland, which is usually the case, is that he's worried. He's make, he wants to make sure that the crew is okay and as um, and has their wits about them and all that. I think kind of what's bubbling below that is the kind of manifestation of not really what Roland was worried what we were going to become but what he foresaw us becoming when we first took on the job to find um, Agavana. A- a- Agavana. yeah in that 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 was kind of like a turning point for us as a crew and we this whole idea that we we were living this lie of oh we can just be a regular delivery crew and kind of realizing that that's definitely not the case in that we need to change our, our mode overall and that we are now like a mercenary crew and mm. that we do have significant enemies that are after us and that we are capable of a lot. We just proved ourse- to, to the captain. We just proved ourselves as a competent team of, Mercs. Uh, yeah. Mercs are just, you know, martial, military, you know. We we can defend ourselves and we can do some things that I don't think any of us thought we were going to be doing mm. just a yeah. m- few months yeah. ago, you know.
0: Yeah, I think you all kind of got pushed to your limits and, and rose to the challenge mm-hmm. in this fight. You know? I
1: mean, he's, he's like very proud of his team, you know. Sure. Um, yeah and obviously there's some stressors that are there but those have always been there we just ignored them for a while or tr- tried to ignore them So, but as I said that's all just kind of swirling in his head and what's yeah. really at the forefront is just like checking in with the crew and making sure that they're okay you know mm-hmm.
0: right okay what about Morgan how is Morgan feeling about this
4: so <laughs> Morgan is actually having a Few similar thoughts about what we are as a crew. Um, the whole Agavana situation, from just say initially saying yes, okay, sure, we'll go hunt somebody, basically, and then finding out about Agavana and like what the actual situation was. And how that was sort of flipped on its head has Morgan (laughs) questioning jobs. Like, what what are we taking in the future? What is it going to look like? How is it going to affect other people? How is it going to affect the crew? Like, Morgan wants us to be a lot more choosy and be a lot more in-depth because the idea of potentially having taken Agavanna and turned her in like really messes with Morgan. Like knowing that, that it was, it was not her. Like she wasn't the baddie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that they, they've been kind of thinking about for a while now. And with all of the tranquility situation with the adamant scale I mean, it just, there's so much sort of intrigue going on that they were just unaware of Mm. and not, not at all what they were wanting. Because that's very much like, we were already on a few different people's radar. Now it's like, how are we supposed to fly like under un- under the radar if we're on so many people's radar um, you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. Um, and that's particularly nerve-wracking to Morgan um they're they're not they're not trying to amass a fortune they're not trying to save the universe essentially but they are trying to do good while they're living their best life sure yeah but a lot a lot of this is calling it, it it is making morgan question a lot of things about how they have been approaching their life in the past few years so a lot of, a lot of thoughts rolling well, around a lot of,
0: yeah definitely definitely <clears throat> what about vincent vincent does vincent feel like he stepped out of the frying pan into the fire Vincent feels
2: like very much like he's been on the receiving end of stuff that's beyond his uh, what he felt is was his capabilities. Um, somebody who actually managed to step out of the frying pan and into the oven, as you as you had mentioned, but has been able to come out of it. Um, but he also um, kind of a little bit borrowing from what like uh, Emily was saying for about you know like. As far as being choosy about what we handle, because, I mean, this escalated into a private government affair very quickly, Mm
5: -hmm. you know,
2: and that is something that, like, Vincent's still kind of in this concept of like, hey, don't get too fucking big for yourself here because you are... Yes, you are like delivery people, and you still are going to be providing that level of service at some point. Are we going to have better weapons? Sure. Are we going to be more capable and have more experience? I mean, like, uh, use our experience to help survive these situations? Sure. But that doesn't mean that, that we can be cavalier about this. i not saying that we have, but just that we need to, I guess, come together as a unit more. You know, um, and I think this was a great first step for that. Um, As far as Vincent, uh, I think he's going to try his his best to compartmentalize this, but this was kind of a a big deal that he can't talk about, you know. I mean, sure, he can talk to his friends, but, I mean, or, you know, his crew. Yeah,
0: it's not a war story you can go around telling. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Only those who experience know about it. Yeah. You know.
0: Definitely, but, definitely. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, for him, I think he's he's reflecting on it, you know. And you know, poor old Vincent, he he needs some time to reflect a little bit, to
0: process this 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 all this crazy stuff, you know. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay. Uh, what about Gadrick, Gaddy? How you know? Again, you said you didn't even want to want to talk about it openly, you know?
3: Yeah, Gadrick's kind of spooked
0: mm-hmm. by
3: all of this, um, and. Just for later, so I don't forget to say. Uh, with the rest of the crew going to the galley, Gadrick's going to tell you know just kind of say I, I, I'll I'll be there in a minute, and just kind of sit in the pilot's chair,
0: mm, um, take a moment for himself.
3: Yeah, because he's 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 got a lot to process for for a little mouse man, for insoki
5: you know,
3: <laughs> for a little going, mouse man going from a a, a pilot essentially you know, like a a truck driver,
5: right in this universe.
3: Right. For essentially space Amazon, like Mm -hmm. it's a he's he's not sure how to he doesn't know how to process this. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah,
3: you know that that living the the starting to see you know before he it was kind of jokey about the seeing and trying to insert himself or pull things from Mm -hmm. various films that he'd watched, but now seeing himself in a situation that could be that with none of the glamour.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And none of it being, you know, drummed up as like this this awesome wonderful thing. He's he's kind of scared. Yeah. You know, he's he came in contact with with me, like multiple un- unwittingly multiple secret organizations, secret government organizations. And is, is he's he's concerned and has no idea how to how to handle going forward so he's just sitting in the pilot's chair hand just kind of idly on the stick and just looking looking over the instruments and just just kind of blank
2: you know, yeah. um, I, feel, I feel you there. That kind of feels like something like, you know, you, you need to have control of something mm-hmm. and just having control of just a ship that you are familiar with. It's familiar territory, yep. it's something that you know how to do. And it's just like, okay, this will be enough for now.
3: Yeah, you exactly. Know? And yeah, yeah. he's also going to be for, and he's not gonna be there for long. He's, he's just sitting until he sees the Winterborn leave. leave. Um, yeah. Yeah, tracking. It him. only takes. Uh, it
0: only takes. It doesn't take that long. You know? Sure,
3: sure. But he, he's he's just he needs yeah. a moment.
0: Absolutely, most most definitely. I, I think that's that's right on on for for Gadrick's uh, headspace. And certainly, last but not least, uh, little cinnamon roll has Tia. <laughs>
5: um. Yeah, I think. You know more than anything. Uh, in the sort of aftermath, the hot wash, mm-hmm. as you say, of all this. I, I don't feel super comfortable using that term. Good, look uh, it up, dude. I don't know why. Um, but no, I, I think more than anything, Hestia is just exhausted. Like, I mean, physically, sure, but also emotionally. Like, she, I I feel like Hestia has kind of spread herself really thin over the course of this whole Escapade, trying to look out for everybody else and make sure the worst doesn't happen to her crew and and eventually even her friends from the Wintermorn, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I think she's not really prepared. Uh, It's probably fairly common for all of us that we're just in this moment, we're not really prepared to be able to even start unpacking and unwinding everything that this implies and, and that we've just sort of gotten as revelations um and i think realistically like she is uh willing to like okay whatever if we need to do a debrief or or whatever that's fine but she's honestly like looking forward to like going to bed and like the comfort of sleep and some probably private prayers to hylax and just like being alone and shutting her brain down you know
0: very understandable Mm -hmm. So, quick bit of housekeeping. I want everybody to take a dirty 30. Uh, Take an inspiration for um, your excellent work over the last few sessions. I also have in my notes here that I owe Heath two inspirations and Adam (laughs) one additional inspiration. So three for Heath, two for Adam. Everybody else one. I don't even remember what it was that you did. (laughs) <laughs> but I wrote it down and so I owe them to you And that's, well
5: I know yeah. on my end there was some bargaining
0: <laughs> probably so because I literally have oh one inspo scratched it out put two next to it
5: <laughs> <laughs> so hey, that happens, means <laughs> I'm killing the game so yeah. over here
0: so anyway y'all go ahead and restock on your uh, your dirty 30s you'll want them eventually I'm sure <laughs>
5: Uh, I have so many. How uh, many
0: do you have?
5: That puts me to five.
0: Okay, that's cap. <laughs> I mean,
5: yeah. Cap <laughs> is five, okay? <laughs> Establishing that rule. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think we had established three before, what? but I pushed over a little bit sometime earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. No more than five. Okay, you, um, get, you can't you can't bank these things like potions in Skyrim. Well, you I had even burn.
5: I had even used some. I, I had gotten up to like three or four, and then burned a couple over the course of mm-hmm. this whole escapade.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, so we're all going to the galley, and uh, Captain notices that Gadrick isn't there, and he kind of asks, where, "Where's Gadrick?"
2: That's us all. who's over at the bridge.
1: Um, and he and, the, and Roland kind of takes stock of the crew and sees their faces and like when you guys first come into the galley you see that Roland is kind of beaming but then he sees all of your faces and uh, he, he kind of is he, he, I, don't, I won't say he really becomes crestfallen but he realizes that he's feeling differently than the rest of his crew He can, he he can just pick that up with some basic intuition, I think. I mean, I have a decent sense motive and I don't think, you know, he knows his crew pretty well at this point. Um, and so he kind of changes his mode on what he was going to do. Um, and says, team, I I just, uh, Hestia, can you make sure that I'm heard up at
5: the bridge as well? i i like to imagine wait where are we at in the galley okay uh what is a galley actually the I don't even, that, that's I realized, a kitchen oh that's a kitchen okay yep. Yep. I, I don't do ships i pretend <laughs> to do ships um <laughs> uh yeah she like i feel like she's sitting in you know a, a kitchen chair or whatever like literally with her um legs up kind of uh, you know, her arms around her legs in a fetal position, kind of thing, and just like taps a little button <laughs> on on her shoulder or whatever.
3: Boop. Good. Done. As you do, Gadrick walks in. God damn it. Uh, and beep, turns it right back
5: on. <laughs> Turn it off as an <laughs> echo. You, you want her to see us, Captain? Uh,
1: yes. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I was very proud of all of you. And how you conducted and handled yourselves when things got hairy. Um, that's what's not an easy fight and our victory there should not be taken lightly. But I see exhaustion on all of your faces and perhaps since a bit of trepidation too. So I suggest that perhaps we get some rest and then we reconvene after a night or two to discuss our future and what, what our next steps are, um, and to give you each some time to process some of the information that we were given. But I would like to say, before we do all that, that you have all proven yourselves as incredible crewmates. And I am thankful for each and every one of you.
4: Well, for Thanks.
1: for what it's worth, Cap.
3: Uh and Katrick's a little bit bashful saying this. Mm. I don't I don't uh I don't know we we could have done it without you, so you're doing all right.
4: Thank you. Agreed.
3: Thank you. Agreed. Thank you.
0: Gadrick mm. may as well have just said, you are the greatest person that ever lived. <laughs> right. In Gadrick's speak, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta take that compliment and kind of extrapolate on that one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: and, and Hestia just looking, run down, like eyes barely open. It's just like, yes, yes, I, I vomited your mouth, Captain. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I forgot.
1: Um. Well, all right, well, everyone get some rest and... I mean, are we safe to hover in this area for? Yeah, the yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: yeah. All right. Sorry. So yes, uh, we'll, we'll, I mean,
5: hear <laughs> claxons outside the ships. Like, You're still too near our holistic <laughs> prison. <laughs> uh,
1: take us up a few more hundred feet. Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, in, in the morning we will, I guess, go. Restock up on supplies and get
5: the hell out of here. Um actually before we leave Marixen airspace, I would like to and you you see it like a weight of decision in Hestia's tired eyes says I I need to return home.
4: You see Morgan's face fall. Like, what? What do you mean to you? Like, that. For good.
5: Are you leaving the crew? No, I. there's just something I must do. I, I must. I have to talk to my mother.
4: Of course, and Morgan would come over and give you a hug. Just.
5: I hate just thank come. you. Uh,
1: can we do that? I mean, we you we were just surrounded by Vescarian forces and told to leave. I don't want to take away an opportunity for you to speak with your family, but I certainly don't want to put them in danger
5: either. weren't we told to leave the prison? They don't live in the prison. No, no we we
1: were we were told to. Sc- we had to leave, leave the Vescarium, Vescarium uh, can't right? Come back to the Vescarium.
4: Yeah. Well, surely we can get our supplies and reorient ourselves before we go uh, near where Tia needs to be. Perhaps. I don't know. Look at the maps, I guess. But...
1: Yes, no, I... Uh, we, we, will, we will find a way, Tia, yes. Uh, we just have to make it quick and... As I said, I I don't want to bring any unnecessary heat to your family because of us. Yes, I'll
3: do my best to be quiet. You know, I should be able to do it, hopefully without being without being noticed.
5: Yes, I I would appreciate it. I, I know this is an inconvenience. However, who's to say if we'll ever be back this way or when we might not and- uh, I think that we will not so whatever you do say <laughs> to
1: your family make sure that you say everything that you need to
5: yes well if not now then when alright I will uh,
3: give, me, give me some coordinates okay. and I'll, I'll get his head in that way
0: Tio could certainly provide those coordinates for you no problem You can punch that in. Okay, so you all retire to your quarters. To your bunks. Take you a nice long rest. I mean, if you have anything you need to do now or whatever, go for it. But otherwise, we'll take the long rest. The next morning, Gadrick will set the course based on the coordinates that Tia gives him here on the planet Marixa. So, you start making your way there. And, you know, once you start getting closer, you dive down into the atmosphere, and, um... you know, you're... you're you know, within, you can see the landscape below you, stretching onward. And as you travel across these rolling hills of Marixa, you get about 200 miles or so outside of the capital city of Rajadhan. The crew approaches a very unique looking town in an otherwise rural section of the countryside. Surrounding the town are uh, all kinds of crops and orchards, as well as fields full of slender necked herd animals, and even a few hairy wallop The town itself stands out among this pastoral landscape due to these round, hive-like structures that are prevalent within its borders, the top of each one coming to a point like a gigantic onion. The hive buildings appear to each be painted in different colors, making them further contrasted against these more traditional rectangular buildings uh, that make up the rest of the town. Their plain wooden fences are ringing the expansive farmland, and another fence, which is painted white, rings the town proper. A dirt road winds through the fields, it looks to be the town's only primary means of entry. Above the gate in the outer fence, a large sign reads Concord. All are welcome. The independence touches down, a short walk away from the outer fences. And as you approach the gate, a brown carapace shirin in a wide brimmed hat and dusty overalls approaches from within, mounted on one of these slender pack animals. So as you're all walking up, he greets you, he says, Howdy, strangers. As it harms none, I welcome you to the township of Concord. Hylax's blessings of- and he stops, abruptly. Tia? Is it you? Is that my little bolt-twister come back home, or have I been too long under the Marixon sun?
5: <laughs> yes, Father. Of my own will, I have returned, and it warms my carapace to see you.
0: Oh, thank the Forever Queen! It's It's been, well, forever! How are you? Look at you! I can hardly believe it's you! You truly have evolved, Tia. Please come and let me get the gate for you. Who are your
5: friends? Yes, well, this is um, my friend and captain, Roland. Gestures towards Roland. Um, this is Morgan.
4: Hello, it's so nice to meet you.
5: Gadrick.
3: Hey, uh,
5: I, I love this place. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and Vincent. All right. Yes, these are my friends. Yeah. Also, I, he, I really, really like your hat a lot.
4: Oh, thank
0: you very much. We made it here in the village. You might have to get me one of them. You should. He introduces himself to you all as Feztis, Tia's father. And um you know, he shakes all your hands, greets you warmly, and and he's you know, um leading you into town. You know.
5: um, Father, it warms my heart to see you again after all this time, but uh, I must speak with Mother.
0: Festus sighs a little bit, and he says, Yeah, I assumed as much. I was honestly surprised it took you this long. Tia, your mother hasn't been herself. Come with me. We can go see your host parents and talk all about this before you make your way to the temple. So, Fez will lead you all into one of these hive mound shops on the outskirts of the town. There's a sign outside of the shop that says, Forever Brew, Herbal Tea House. And as the crew of the independents follow Fez into this hexagonal central area of the tea shop the these smells of lemon and honey kind of overwhelm you and infusing the air and creating this relaxing environment you hear Fez Tis say Matiz! I've got someone here who needs to speak with you you hear a voice I'm in the back room come join me I just took the kettle off the burner. Festus leads you all past the shop's foyer and into a, another hexagonal room beyond the counter. Seated at a small square table, holding a steaming cup of delicious smelling tea, sits an aged green Sharon in light breezy cloths of purple and blue. Her large eyes are staring beyond the walls of the room. As Festus enters the room, she turns her head slightly towards him, listening, not watching. Her large, sheeran eyes have faded to a muted gray. Matiz is blind. Festus says, Matiz, you, you won't believe who's here! It, it's Hestia! Uh, at this point, I think Hestia probably nudges past him to approach her host parent, who she hasn't seen in years
5: honored host parent of my own will, I have returned to Concord, both out of a longing to see you and and father, but and, and Hestia's size as well, but also to rectify the conflict that remains a source of shame to this community. And so I need to speak with Mother.
0: Hestia, my sweet larva, sit down. Have a cup of tea. We have things to discuss. Yes, yes, the rest of you too. I can hear your shuffling feet. Come, have a seat at the table or on the sofa. Any friend of Tia's is welcome in my shop. Exile be damned. <coughs> Festis, would you be a dear and fetch cups for our guests? Naturally, Festis Fetches an assortment of brightly colored mugs and pours the party steaming hot mugs of tea passing them around to each of you. Matiz gently places her green hands in Tia's yellow ones. She says, This community owes you a great debt. Celadon fever caught us all off guard. We didn't have the technology or expertise to combat it, and the corporations that charged that did charge so much that we were only able to procure the smallest amount of the vaccine. It helped the lucky few, but we needed herd immunity, and with the price so high, that was simply not possible. If not for your action, Tia, this community would not be here today. However, I fear your mother has lost sight of that fact. Your mother. She has always had to balance the teachings of Hylax against the protection of her people. Whether fair or not, she believes you have done great harm to the reputation of the Shiran people here on Marixa. Even before your incident, she was growing paranoid. She always feared that prejudice could jeopardize the life that we have built here.
5: Most parent Metis. When I decided to come here, I honestly wasn't sure why. I think it was mostly out of longing, out of sentimentality. I missed you, and father, and even mother, and the home I had lost. But I have decided what must be done, come good or ill. I need her to hear me. I need her to understand.
0: And I want nothing more than a reconciliation between you and your mother. But I must warn you, your mother has evolved, and not into a kinder person. There has been a coldness in her since your incident. I just don't want to get your hopes up that all will be set right, especially concerning your exile.
5: I understand that I deserved punishment. But I also deserve to be a part of the community that birthed me. If she can't see that, then I have to try to make her understand. And she deserves to hear my reasons from my own mandibles.
0: At that, Fez Tis speaks up and says, I reckon you've got a point there. Well, no point putting it off. You and your friends, take a moment finish your tea and we'll walk you over to the temple. So, I mean, you can all certainly finish your tea. It is delicious.
4: This is so lovely. I'd love to get the blend. Is there? Uh, what? Um, and like, Morgan would be trying to like talk to the, um, like the father, like basically about the tea and. Oh, he. he to keep keeping one ear open, you know. You know, I mean,
0: <laughs> he he would he would be. You know, more or less saying, it don't have anything to do with me. This is all Matiz's shop. This, they're the the tea genius, if you will.
5: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> mentally, Morgan, here. Yeah, uh, yes, he's a, an engineer. Uh, she is a tea shop mm-hmm. owner.
4: Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, you hear back mentally. <laughs> like, um but yeah, no, Morgan would definitely be into the tea situation. Um,
0: but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, after you finish your cups, um, Festus stands, and uh, Metis stands as well, and you all start making your way back outside. Um, and, you know, just begin to walk. The, tent, the village is not exactly, like, large. It's a very walkable village. Um, so... As, as you all make your way into town, Hestia walks between Fez, Tis, and Metis, each parent holding one of her hands. Metis's cane taps rhythmically on the ground as the crew of the Independence follows the three Shirin towards the direct center of town. There, the Temple of Hylax looms over the surrounding buildings, the tallest of these onion-shaped hive structures as you approach the entrance a uh, robed Sheeran looks surprised uh, as the group approaches Festus smiles amiably and says good day may the blessings of Hylax rain down upon you and this surprised Sheeran says "Uh, I I vomit in your mouth and Festus says and I in yours as it harms none My daughter here needs to speak with the High Priestess. And the other Sheeran says, Yes, of of course, wait, just just a moment. Tia, you look nervously to each of your parents and then to the crew. Take a deep breath to calm yourself. A few moments later, the Sheeran that greeted you returns. The High Priestess has asked to speak with her daughter alone. Festus says, swarm that! She can speak with all three of us!
5: <laughs> it's all right, Father. This is for the best. Father, host parent Roland, my friends, I'll be back shortly.
0: Okay. A few moments later, Tia enters the sanctum of the Church of Hylax. When Tia was younger, this hexagonal room felt cavernous. The sanctum is the heart of the Hive Church, its roof coming to a point far above the the tip of the onion. It was the height that had seemed so impressive in her youth. Now it feels almost cozy, even a bit claustrophobic. Four of the hexagon's walls contain shrines to the Forever Queen, statues carved in the stone of the walls. In front of each, several candles burn slowly, providing a soft, comforting light as Tia's mother is kneeling in front of the shrine carved into the wall, directly opposite the door that she just entered. The door closes behind Tia. After a long, silent moment, High Priestess Vesta Hylaxia stands to face her daughter. So, my wayward daughter returns unbidden. Why are you here, child?
5: Mother, I... I did not come home to quarrel with you. I just... I just need you to understand...
0: Understand what? That if not for you, Celadon fever would have ended us all? Spare me your self-righteousness. You are a criminal. I don't care what your police record says or doesn't say. And who is this scum you've brought with you? More criminals to profane the halls of this holy place?
5: Mother, the people that came with me, they are my friends. Without them, I never would have had the courage to, to face you, to bear your your hatred. At
0: that, Vesta's face softens, but only for an instant before the flame returns to her black eyes. Hestia, my daughter, I do not hate you. You... you don't? No, child. I am ashamed of you. Hestia, I had always hoped that you would follow me into the church. I saw so much of myself in you. When you graduated from Sundaratu University, I was the proudest mother on Marixa. When you were accepted into the Rajadan Military Academy, I had my concerns. I never wanted a military life for you, but I was still proud of your accomplishments. When you were arrested, I wept for the Shirin you could have become. For the life you threw away. My daughter, a smuggler. It was more than I could bear. I did what I had to what was best for this community. I banished you to protect Concord. Your actions, however well-intentioned, endangered the reputation of this community, of all Sheeran and Norexa.
5: I... I never meant to cause you pain, mother.
0: Vesta's eyes soften again, now looking almost hopeful. Is that why you've come back? For atonement? No. Then why come back? You have defied me, broken your exile, just as you broke the laws of the Pact Worlds and the Marexa Republic. Does the law mean nothing to you?
5: The law? You pretend this is about the law? Is it not the law? that allows for corporations to inflate the cost of life-saving medicines? Is it not the law that allows for a system in which the small and unimportant are trampled for the greed of a few? I did not come home to beg for your forgiveness. That is between me and Hylax. I came home because I wanted you to hear it from me. Everything that I did, I did for love of this community. I committed illegal acts. This is a fact. But I would do so again a thousand times to save the people that I love, to save my home. And if you will not accept me because of my past, then perhaps you were so worried about your precious reputation that you have lost sight of the teachings of Hylax. One of the greatest sins against Hylax is to turn your back on a loved one.
0: I know the doctrine, Hestia. I am a High Priestess of Hylax. I lead her children. It is my duty to look after them, and to protect them from the dangers of the outside world. The Merixins were already inclined to mistrust us because of our faith. And because of you, now they think us thieves and criminals.
5: Mother, listen to yourself. You sound more like a politician than a priestess. Protecting your flock of followers from the scary outside world? Is isolationism a new tenet of our faith?
0: I will not be disrespected in the sanctum of a forever queen. I have worked my entire life to do what is best for Concord.
5: This town is a community of individuals, yet you treat them as though they share one will, one mind. You don't want what's best for our community. You simply want them to conform for the sake of safety. Mother, do you know why I chose to join the Rajadhan Military Academy? I was always taught that if an individual is worse off within a particular society, then they would be outside of it. That Hylax would guide that person to a new collective where they can contribute and be supported.
0: What are you saying, Tia?
5: Mother, I am saying that you have done an admirable job of keeping Concord safe. But safe wasn't what I ever needed. I needed adventure. I needed to be in that scary outside world, learning new skills, meeting new people. I needed to express myself as an individual, not just as a child of Hylax, not just as a resident of Concord, and not just as the daughter of the High Priestess. I needed to learn to be me. Even before my crime, I was looking for a way out I cannot say the route that Highlights chose for me was an easy one, but the Forever Queen did guide me to a new community. One that accepts me for who I am.
0: Vesta's face looks filled with anger and, and pain. She says, Get out! Leave this holy place!
5: If you have need of me, Mother, you can reach me on the independence. Goodbye. We have evolved.
0: And we'll
2: see ya. God. Uh-uh, why take that back. They need a hug. <laughs> I
3: don't think that's gonna happen.
0: I don't think it is.